Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Wednesday, November 6th, episode 127. I'm your host, Jordan Pace. Join with me, as always, by my co-host, Zach Henson. Zach, how are you doing this Wednesday? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. We're in November officially. Last week we did our Halloween episode at the end of October, and this is the month that head coach of the Titans, Mike Vrabel, said that November is when real football starts. And Zach, the Titans are four and five, so they are playing like they think that football starts in November. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, crazy how that works. Fantasy, I mean, we are like really in the thick of it right now. Playoffs start in less than five weeks, I think, five, six weeks. Yeah, well, we got 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, so, yeah, five weeks. Things are getting wild here, and we had some upsets, I will just say, in week nine. Big time. Zach, were you surprised by some of these matchups? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I don't, I don't think you were that surprised, though, because we'll talk later. One of your picks of the week came to oh, fruition. Yeah. That's true, that's true. But let's save it for later. Zach, do you have our all-pro team ready as we take a trip around the league? Let's take a trip around the league. All right, our top quarterback, Russell Wilson, 48 points for Greco. Top wide receiver, Lockett, 40.95 points for Kevin. Uh, top wide receiver, Mike Evans for Greg, 37.25. So good little combo he's got there. Top running back, McCaffrey, 37.60. And then Kenyon Drake, everybody saw that coming, right? 28.20 points for IDPs. Your top tight ends, uh, tight end was Zach Ertz. Uh, bouncing back 25.30 points were bringing um, big orange bullies. <laughs> and then flex was DK Metcalf, 27 points for Tecmo. Top kicker, Harrison Bucker, uh, 18 points. Jordan Iwanson, DST. Pittsburgh, 22 points. Do you know where New England was on DST this week? Out of the top five. They were 23rd out wow. of uh, DSTs. I think they yeah. got four points or something. So. They got blown out Sunday night. Yeah. So, uh, top IDPs, Buda Baker, 21.75. Jordan Iwanison, Devin White, 19.50. H&F, Shaq Thompson, 19.25. Jordan Iwanison, Eric Reed, 18.75. H&F, and then Minka Fitzpatrick, 18.75. Strong side, bringing your total to 382.30. So, Zach, the 382.30 is nearly 10 points down from week eight. So, it's the second lowest total since week two. So a really subpar or below average week uh, that we are not used to seeing. But, uh, yeah, it was an interesting week to say the least. I mean, you mentioned at the top, Russell Wilson, the top quarterback with 48 points. It's official, man. Wilson is your MVP in the NFL through nine weeks. I, I've been – how impressive have you been by Russell Wilson so far? Yeah, I mean, it's been impressive. Um, I think there's a, there's a good handful of MVP candidates, so it will be very interesting. I mean, I know you want to throw Lamar Jackson's hat in the ring, which he you could make the case for him, too. You can make the case for, for McCaffrey as well, both those guys on your team. We'll talk about McCaffrey in a bit. Uh, so, Russell Wilson is your top quarterback in CMB by 14 points. Uh, but I will say the Seahawks have not had their bye yet, so that might explain some of that. But, Zach, who do you think the number two quarterback in CMB is right now? Oh, I just looked. It's uh, Deshaun Watson. It is Deshaun Watson, and man, he looks good. He does, yeah. I mean, with like one and a half eyes, he's he's yeah. been impressive these last two weeks. Very impressive. 
your top receiver from this past week, like you mentioned, Tyler Lockett. So, you know, Kevin acquired Lockett in that trade, and that trade just continues to backfire for Kemp's crew. Before Jake traded away Tyler Lockett, Lockett had 10, 15.95, and 13.85 point weeks. So you kind of get why he wanted to move on from Lockett because they were kind of subpar weeks for him historically. But since that October 19th trade, Tyler Lockett, 20.30, 17.05, 14.95 this past week. And I'm not even going to get into what Allen Robinson, the player traded for Lockett, has done since the trade, but it's not been pretty. And I know Jake has some regrets. All right. Yeah. So uh, the other top receiver this week, Mike Evans, this is the second week in a row. Uh, this is his second week in a row on the CMB All-Pro team. And he officially leapfrogged his teammate, Chris Godwin, now the number three receiver in CMB. So Mike Evans, two back-to-back huge weeks for Greg. And, man, Greg having the top QB and the top receiver this past week. Uh, Greg's sitting pretty at 6-3. and three. Yeah, he is. Uh, Zach, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 37.6, like you mentioned, for h for you guys. So McCaffrey is slightly under pace right now to break uh, CJ2K's 2009 record of total yards from scrimmage, which is pretty incredible to think about. Uh, he, it's, an, it's really a historic year for McCaffrey. Uh, but Zach, I just, I hope you were able to sleep Sunday night knowing that your RB one destroyed the Titans and probably ruined their season. I, uh, didn't even have a chance to watch the game, but, uh, so yeah, I slept, I slept. Okay. It was pretty bad. I mean, he, he had a pretty good day, like up until like midway through the third quarter, like it was a pretty average day. Uh, and then, and I think it was in the fourth quarter at one point that really iced the game. McCaffrey just broke open. I think it was a 58 yard run right up the middle of the defense, the Titans defense. He gets about the 10 yard line and a Dory Jackson catches up to him. And I kid you not, you've probably seen the replay at this point. He drags a Dory Jackson on the turf from the eight yard line all the way into the end zone. I mean, it was like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Is that where he slid on him, kind of? Yeah, he like okay. slides. And I mean, the Panthers' social media, like their Twitter account, is just having a field day. Yeah. They keep like photoshopping videos of him sliding and surfing yeah. on Adori. It's just, it's a bad look for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the top running back or the second highest running back, Kenyon Drake. Uh, it, it should be said that IDPs did not start Kenyon Drake, he was on their bench. But Drake started in place of both David Johnson and Chase Edmonds, who were injured. And Drake had more than double his highest total of 13.75 points in week six. So I would not expect this kind of production again from Kenyon Drake as long as, like, maybe Johnson or Edmonds returns. But Drake, he desperately needed to get out of Miami, and he proved that on Thursday night. Yeah, that was bizarre. Yep. Top tight end, Zach Ertz, like you said, he's had a really uncharacteristic year so far, I would say. I mean, 25.30 points against the Bears was more than 12 points higher than his previous total of, of 17.2 in week two, if that makes any sense. So he biggest week of the season by far, and it was his first game over 100 yards receiving and only his second touchdown all year. So, uh, you know, hopefully for Chase and Carver, this will be a sign of things to come. Uh, when the Eagles return from their bye in week 10. So Ertz, not having the kind of year we're, we're used to, but he might turn it around here. And then your your flex guy, DK Metcalf, he's easily been the best rookie receiver so far in 2019, despite you know all the pre-draft questions and him falling to the second round. But Metcalf, man, he's, he's been impressive for, for you know the power runners. It's kind of – Metcalf's not – I know he had a fast time, but he's not really known as like a speed receiver. Like he's not a, a typical Tecmo receiver. Would, would you agree, Zach? Yeah, that is uh, unusual now that you mention it. 
He's not your Tyree Kill, small guy, blazing speed. Yeah. Uh, and then Harrison Butker, he's the top kicker. I usually don't talk about kickers, but Harrison Butker kicked uh, his final points of the, ga- of the day came on a 44-yard game-winning field goal as time expired and the Chiefs beat the Vikings at Arrowhead. Pretty cool moment, I'm sure, for Jordan. Um, you said that the New England DST finished, what did you say, like in the 20s? Yeah. So Pittsburgh, this is the first week since week five. First week since week five that the Patriots and ECW didn't have the top-scoring DST. That's just insane. So five straight weeks. And the Pats were blown out by the Ravens on Sunday Night Football. Uh, So they had that terrible week in week nine. But, Zach, they are still the top DST in CMB by 77 points. Wow. It's insane. Um, so that was your all pro team for week nine. Not as impressive as it's been. It looked like Greg kind of dominated quite a bit of it, but uh, maybe we'll see some improvement here in week 10. Zach, this week 10, looking at the schedules in the NFL, there's like eight teams on by, I believe. So this is a, this is gonna be a weird week as we make our, our uh, picks later. Yes. Yeah. Going to be a little difficult. Yep. So let's, uh, let's do another difficult thing and look at the top standings and look at where the teams lie so far through nine weeks in our league uh, Zach, when you look at the, the current playoff standings, who's sitting there at the top and who are some teams maybe that was, with a couple of good weeks can make their way into the top eight? Um, I mean, at the top, you still got East Coast up there and uh, Tecmo um, kind of trending close to the playoff spots. You got Big Orange Bullies, Isaiah 40-31, Pace yourself, and then the Almond Brothers. Um, I think if, if uh, Dragon Energy or West Coast Wombats have any shot, um, they whoever wins this one this week will have to go on a serious hot streak. Um, but you know, I was looking at West Coast Wombats. I don't know if you saw this. Their points against are the highest in the league. Have you seen that? I have. Yep. The only yeah. team with with sixteen hundred or more. Actually, that's not too true. Strong side as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they've had a, a, a rough go at it. So, um, but yeah, I think Strong Side's in a good position, even though they're at three and six. I think they've got a really good team. Like I've been saying. And, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of, lot of uh, I guess, playoff positions to be had down there. Um, everybody's super close. There's, there's not like it's kind of – there's a definite ice bucket, ice bucket winner right now. I think everybody's still in the playoff hunt. So you're saying you think whoever loses this matchup against West Coast and Dragon Energy will be your ice bucket winner or loser? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, it's getting, I think it's it's getting close though. I'm going to tell you. I think the Almond Brothers are in some serious trouble after the uh, trade with Jake for Chase Edmonds. I think they're in trouble. I think it could be getting a little bit uh, some frozen almonds going on. I so of these three teams, and uh, throw me and, and Jordan Iwanisen in there as well. Those teams that are kind of there at the at the bottom. I guess of all these teams remaining, who do you want to see? Like, who would be the most entertaining ice bucket video? I think the Almond Brothers would be very entertaining. Uh, for an ice bucket video. I mean, last year, that was terrible. Um, but I think the Almond Brothers could – it would be pretty funny. It would be the first time ever that co-managers would, would get the ice bucket. So, they yes. could be more creative. Yes, that, yeah, that would that's true. But, yeah, that, I think right now I'm picking the Almond Brothers to get the ice bucket. Um, and I think that West Coast and Dragon Energy will will somehow get out of it. I kind of want to see Rish get it because obviously, you know, it'd be funny and Rish would find some way to like incorporate golden corral uh, <laughs> or something that he always riffs on. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zach, let's look at the pick challenge. I think 
you know, I haven't even looked at it because I'm kind of giving up. I, I still make my picks. Jeff, looking at it now, Jeff uh, of Tecmo Power Runner is still in first, but only by three points. Uh, Kemp's crew, Jake Stanford, went a perfect 7-0 and in week nine, and it's only three points behind. Uh, Zach, I see you have moved back into 10th. Have you given up as well? Yeah, this is pretty terrible. Um, not going to lie. So, yeah, it's kind of – kind of don't know the point in, in making picks at this point. Yep. I feel you. I mean, we'll move on. I, there's no point. I mean, we make pick-ems in, our, in the podcast. I make all kinds of pick-ems right now, and I feel like I'm getting them all wrong. So, let's look back at week nine, our locks and bold predictions. Zach, I locked up IDP still suck against Greg. It was my second week in a row picking the team that played Greg as my lock. And they lost to Greg. Not only did they lose, they lost by 54.70 points. Um, so rough week for them against Greg, a team I think they've had historic success against. Uh, but my bold prediction couldn't have been even worse. I mean, I picked Johnny Smith to have two touchdowns. I basically stole your bold prediction from two weeks ago. And he did not have a single touchdown, and he had three catches for 13 yards. <laughs> so, rough week for Johnny. Zach, you, again, two weeks in a row, just destroyed me in these locks and bold predictions. You locked Greg, of course, big W. And then your bold prediction, which I thought was interesting, you picked Isaiah 40-31, Jordan Iwanizen, who I think was like in 10th place at the time, yeah. to beat the number one team, ECW, the powerhouse of this year. Jordan won by 61.55 points. Is that a walk-off? Like, am I done now? Yes. Am I done now with bold predictions? So I don't have to make them anymore. I mean, you still need to make them for the podcast, but I I was impressed by it. I got to be honest. I knew Two weeks in a row? I mean, got to stop while I'm ahead. Here's the interesting thing, though. I went back and listened to last week's podcast, and not for any, like, vanity purposes, but I do it for preparation for the show. And you did not pick Isaiah 4031 in the pick of the week segment. You made them your bold prediction, though. So I thought that was kind of funny. I was going to give you like a half a point. Yeah. Let me see what I really picked here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I picked East Coast to win. <laughs> <laughs> but you made Isaiah your, yeah, yeah. Uh, your bold yeah. prediction. That's all that matters. Here we go. All right. All right. We're going to keep doing that this week, and we'll do that in the middle of our picks of the week segment. But before we do that, Zach – uh, we just recapped week nine. Let's preview week 10 in our fab recap segment. Show me the money. Show me the money. Zach, kind of a boring week for show me the money. It involved an IDP and a kicker. Uh, Devondre Campbell, the Atlanta Falcons linebacker, goes to Big Orange Bully for $5. You and Brian bid zero, so Chase and Carver have Adam. Uh, and then I bid $2 for the kicker for the Chargers, Michael Badgley. And IDP still suck, bid zero. So suck it, IDP still suck. Uh, I get the guy I wanted, but, I mean, Badgley, I've been streaming kickers all season, so I think it's time to just settle on the Chargers kicker. Why not? Okay, all right. Some notable non-compete fab, though. This is way more exciting than the actual fab. So uh, Jordan Iwanison, I I don't know. I, I'm glad he's spending fab because, like, historically, Jordan has not spent a lot of fab. And it's exciting to talk about him, especially he's trying to make himself into the playoffs this, this year. The last couple of weeks, he's inching his way back in. He's in 10th. He spent $25 on the Kansas City defense special teams. Yeah. 25 bucks. They're playing the Titans this week. So, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind starting the Chiefs against the Titans offense. I mean, that offense, you saw that in last week. They look terrible. So you're bound to put up some points against them, but 25 bucks, man. What'd you make of that, Zach? I mean, hey, you're asking the wrong guy. I've got no we, – we have no money left. And, I mean, I feel like everybody in the league is 
the the fab the waiver wire has been pretty lame this year and i feel like everybody's shopping like they're going to the dollar store or something trying to get these guys for like one and two dollars and stuff like that so i don't know what everybody's saving up for until they get to the playoffs they're going to drop like 40 bucks for some you know minimal player or something but i don't know this has been a weird year for fab Completely agree. Uh, the next one here, this one, a pretty sneaky grab here. This is a guy who was a handcuff on the open market that I was surprised to see. Ty Montgomery, the New York Jets backup running back, goes to Kemp's crew for $5. Zach, how is Ty Montgomery still in free agency? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, everybody needs to have their their backup running back for sure at this point, but I'll tell you, if there's a backup running back, Jake's um, Jake's had a conversation with that that backup running back at least. Yes, he's uh, I feel like he's a Patriots bringing in every possible um, player just to just to see what they got. So he brings them in for he'll bring them in for a workout in his yeah. backyard in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah he'll yeah. pick them up and hope right. they get hurt and you know trade them off. You know, like somebody we know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, next one here. This was uh, Matt Gay, the Tampa Bay kicker, goes to West Coast for five bucks, and then Nick Foles. Jake gets the Jags quarterback for three dollars. Nick Foles back from his uh, what was it? A collarbone? I think a broken collarbone. So basically, what this means, uh, the Jaguars head coach Doug Marone officially said he didn't say this, but basically Minshew mania is dead. Yeah, wasn't that crazy? I was kind of surprised by that. I kind of was too. He kind of he was a sort of a spark. I thought that maybe they would they'd keep him around, but yeah. it's over. I yeah. do, have we confirmed Ross and Reed have cut Minshew? I don't think they have. I don't they, think they they're, have. they're holding out hope. Yeah, Zach. There were no trades uh, since episode one twenty six. There haven't been any trades in the past week. Let's just remind everyone of what's to come this week. Things could get crazy over the next three days. Yeah, trade deadline's coming up on Saturday. So uh, any trade that anybody wants to make has to happen by then and uh yeah so we'll see what happens zach and i are pleading please cmb if you're listening which i know maybe two or three of you are uh please if you're listening make our cmb trade deadline more exciting than the nfl's well i just don't think it's gonna happen i don't either yeah (laughs) yeah well i don't either but i mean i've tried to get some stuff in the works it just you know sometimes if a trade isn't working out you don't want to force anything you know that's when you i think that's when people get into bad trades where they get into things where they where they get like buyer or trader or seller remorse is you talk yourself into needing to make a trade and then a day or a week or two weeks later you're like i just did that because i wanted to make a trade so don't don't make a trade just to make a trade but if you feel like it works for you do it yeah hit accept just do it um zach let's move on here our last segment this is what people i'm sure listen to our podcast for where we talk about your matchup uh your matchup in our league against um your opponent of this week this is our picks of the week picks of the week Zach, week 10. Let's start out with this first matchup here. These are some pretty good ones this week. It's going to be tough to pick, like I said, with a lot of teams in the NFL on by. But a lot of fun matchups in CMB. The first one here being strong side, Matt and John in eighth place. They have the last spot currently in the playoffs against Big Orange Bullies, the first team out in ninth place. Chase and Carver fighting to get in. Wow. Who do you have in this one? Man, this is, yeah, this is a big matchup right here. Um, strong side, I guess they're kind of waiting on the safety position. Hold on, I'm looking at there. Their bench. Oh, they've got somebody. They just haven't put him in yet. Huh. 
Yeah, I think I'm still going to go with strong side. I, you know, I'm actually going to go with Big Orange Bullies this week. I'm going to go with Chase and Carver. Maybe to be a little contrarian, but they are technically the underdog this week. But I, I like them. So they're starting Tyler Boyd again, who's coming off by Tyler Boyd. He'll have a new quarterback this week. They've decided to start Ryan Finley, bench Andy Dalton for the first time ever. And I, I like them this week. Uh, A.J. Green is probably not going to play this week. It's looking like he's still injured. And he re-injured his foot. Uh, so he's Tyler Boyd is still the, the wide receiver one. David Johnson, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals, said today on Wednesday that he is definitely playing in week 10. Who knows how big of a role he'll have, but I don't know, man. There's just something I like about Big Orange Bullies this week, and I'm going with them. All right. Next one here, another good matchup. This is the Almond Brothers in 12th place versus the West Coast Wombats in 14th. Zach, you mentioned it earlier. This could be your loser gets the ice bucket matchup. Not saying it will be, but it could be. We could see one of these two teams getting ice poured over them. So, Zach, who do you think wins in week 10? Yeah, I think this is the West Coast Wombats. Um, they Whoa. Yeah, West Coast Wombats are going to win this game. And uh, it's my lock of the week. And that's the bottom line. Oh, man. I don't even know if you can lock this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you have it, and I'm also going to pick them. I want to pick the Almond Brothers, but they had a a good thing going with with Brissett, and then Brissett, of course, injures his knee. Who knows if he's going to play Sunday? Even if he does, it's it's over. over. They had a good thing going with Geronimo Allison until Devontae Adams came back. Now that's over. Chase Edmonds, we've talked about. He's doubtful. That's over. It's, man. It's, this, I think this is your ice bucket. Right this is, here. T- this yeah. is tough. The kill shot was the trade. It's over. And it doesn't help that Delaney Walker is just MIA. Yeah, this. Ah. I and I mean, Miles Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey, Devin McCourty all on by. Baker Mayfield looking like he's in Home Alone 2. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's brutal. Oh man! This yeah. might be the first time I've picked West Coast all season. I'm not even kidding. They need to get uh, Aaron Donald in there. Hope for a big, big IDP day. But they got Bosa. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. It's West Coast. Don't get me wrong, though. I would like to see a video of Matt and Courtney getting some ice poured over. Oh, them. it would be. That would be very good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can't go wrong. They do a good job with it. Yes, they would. All right, next matchup here. This is a good. This is another good one, man. There's some tight matchups this week. This is IDP still suck. Jacob and Jay in fifth place. They've call, fallen from grace. They were in second. I want to say as recently as last week. Oh versus, my gosh, they're starting Daniel Jones. I'm uh, picking them. I don't even know. What's oh going boy, on. I'm picking them. They're well, gonna, no, they're going to win. Well, with respect, it's over. I take it back. Can I take it back? That's my lock of the week. IDPs because of Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, well, let's give respect to their opponent. Your worst nightmare in seventh place, Kevin. Sorry, Wall. Kevin. No, so Kevin had the top receiver from last week, Tyler Lockett. He's got him in his lineup again this week against a really tough San Francisco defense. He's doomed. Ah man, it's over. yeah, and and he's starting Trey Edmonds currently, who is the fourth string receiver in Pittsburgh. I think James Conner and Jalen Samuels are back. Ah, he's starting J.D. McKissick. Yep, it's over. I'm going. Uh, just look at that, uh, Daniel Jones, right there, and then look up right above there at that profile picture, and that's all you need. It's over. That is, man. You need to take a screenshot right now, Zach, <laughs> of that picture with Daniel Jones as the QB one. Oh man. I mean, it's not unforeseeable. Oh, it, that, uh, Daniel Jones on that cameo site, that app, that'd be great. Well, what you need to do? Oh, yeah, I just 
I just figured out something better, Zach. If you open up the little chat box next to Daniel Jones's name, that little yellow box, if you open it up, a photo of Daniel Jones appears directly beside Jacob. So it looks like Daniel Jones, oh, Jacob, wow. Daniel Jones. Yep. So yep. this is your lock of the week right here. It's not unforeseeable to think that Daniel Jones could have a huge week. He's playing the New York Jets defense, which has just been – the Jets – all in all, have been terrible. And, and I'm looking up Daniel Jones right now on, on uh, Cameo. Hold on. Yeah, well, I'll Daniel keep talking Jones. here. I'll keep talking about this matchup. I like this a lot this week for IDPs. I think they're going to get this big win. Uh, you know, Kevin has a decision to make about that quarterback. You know, is it going to be Pat Mahomes or Drew Brees? And he's starting Mahomes as of now, but it's, it's just it's so rough for them at, or for Kevin at running back. So I've got to go IDPs. Have you found Daniel Jones on Cameo? No, I looked it up. I did find Andrew Jones, who is 10,000 credits, and that would cost you $150 for a shout-out from Andrew Jones. Like A-N-D-R-U-W? Yeah, for like used to play for the Braves. Andrew yeah, yeah. Jones. Yeah, so. Yeah, no Daniel Jones. So, but uh, anyways, we'll keep All right. Yep, moving on. Uh, this is probably the matchup of the week, just based on where they're currently seated. This is East Coast Wombat, your first-place team, still in first place, versus Jake Kemp's crew in fourth. Zach, would you call this the matchup of the week, or do you oh. just not want to credit these teams? No, no, no. This is the matchup of the week. All right, so who do you have? Ooh, I don't know. You go first. You go first. Hold on. All right, I, I like this matchup for for Jake for a couple of reasons. So, you know, Ross and Reed really need help at running back right now. Uh, you know, Coleman Coleman had that huge week in week eight and, you know, turned around. He had, you know, I want to say he had 35 points. I want to pull this up, make it accurate. 37 points in week eight and week nine turns around with 5.6. So you just don't know what to trust with San Francisco's backfield right now. They have a huge committee, hard to trust week to week. Here is Ross and Reed's buy or their bench right now because of players on buy. Philip Lindsay, Leonard Fournette. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is doubtful. He probably won't play this week. Minshew, uh, RIP. It's it's rough this week for East Coast Wombats. I'm going with Jake. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jake, too. I have no idea what he's doing with his roster right now. I can only assume he's trying to make a trade with the backups um, to take people's IDPs or something. That's all I can figure. Um, but regardless, he'll have it straightened out by Sunday, and, and he's going to win. All right, this next matchup, Zach, this is my matchup. I'm in 11th place. I broke a four-game losing streak. Maybe it's a five-game losing streak. Finally get a W last week, and I am back in the hunt. My optimism. I, do I sound more positive this episode? Yeah, I was, I, you know, I was just thinking that. Good. All right. Well, I was hoping it was noticeable, but yeah. I'm playing up against Dragon Energy, who's in 13th. And, Zach, this is a nightmare scenario for me. Maybe not a nightmare, but I'm looking right now, and Rish does this every week. He waits until the last second – to put his lineup in. So I'm looking at it and it looks like I am just projected to destroy Rish because he has like three players on by in his lineup. It's hard to, to make this one or, or pick this one, but Zach, who do you have in my matchup with Rish? Um, I'm definitely picking you. And my bold prediction is Kyler Murray is going to throw for three touchdowns and run for one and be the QB one this week. Oh my gosh. I love that. There you go. Yeah. I'm, can I lock myself? Yeah, go ahead. Lock it. I'm going to lock pace in your face. Okay. And that's the bottom line because don't go set All right. Sorry, Rish. Yep. All right. Uh, next matchup here. This is H&F Industries, your third place team. Zach, Brian, you guys are moving on up versus the Tecmo Power Runners who are in second. This might actually be the, the – I know I said East Coast and Kemp's crew, but you versus uh, Rob and Jeff, this could be the matchup of the week. Zach, do you feel pretty confident about this one? 
Well, this is uh, Dwayne Wade versus Ray Allen as well. Don't forget about that. That's a big matchup. Shout out to Ray. How you doing? Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know about – oh, they're starting Josh Allen. Hold up. I just saw that. Oh, he's been doing pretty good this year. Oh, well. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know because is Kamara going to really play? I kind of liked it when um, Latavius was playing, you know, and um, Valdez Scantling's like the biggest shot in the dark ever, you know. But uh, anyways, I'm going to pick us. I'm going to pick H&F as well, Zach. I made myself the lock of the week. My bold prediction is not only will Kamara play, He's back on a bye week, so he's had like four weeks to heal. Not only is he coming back, but he's going to have three touchdowns. I don't care how he gets them. He's going to have three touchdowns. My bold prediction. That's not going to happen, but okay. It's bold, but it's going to happen. I like it. I like it. Okay. Back our next guest. This is one half of our last pick of the week. This is our special call of the week. It's time for the call of the week. Zach, we welcome on Greg Lucius of Gregco. Greg's right now in sixth place. He's six and three right now. He's on a two-game winning streak, coming in hot on this podcast. He's going up against Jordan Iwanas in Isaiah forty thirty one this week. Greg, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, man. Good nice to talk to you guys. Greg, I, I want to offer an apology to start. I, I've picked against Greg Co. the last two weeks in my lock of the week. I've picked your opponent as my lock, and you've won two straight. So, do you accept my apology? I do. I I, uh, I actually uh, have picked against myself every week this year, so um, if that helps uh, in anything. Yeah, I like the humility. I probably should have taken that own approach with my team. Well, here's here's the the thought process behind that. So essentially, I go against myself every week. So that way, if I lose the match, well, I won in the pick'em. If I win, well, then I won my week. So it kind of is a win. It's you know you have a you have a chance to get either way. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of a win-win. Um, Greg, so, again, wanted to apologize. I, I offered – so, in that lock of the week last week, I said I'm picking against Greg, but if Greg wins, I'm, by default, picking him to win in week 10. Oh, no. So, I mean, I made that promise. I've got to pick you this week against Jordan in week 10. So, I want to apologize in advance. If you lose this week, I, you can't you It's can't obviously you. Yeah, it's obviously you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One reason, though, for optimism, Greg, as you know, is right now you have the QB1 in our league in your starting lineup, Russell Wilson, and then Mike Evans, the wide receiver three, is your number one receiver. So huge games from them in week 10. Those guys have been monsters all season. Uh, how impressive or how impressed have you been by, by Russell Wilson and Mike Evans? How important are they to Greg Coe? I, I'm, I was really surprised with Russell Wilson, really, because – at the beginning of the season, you know, I kind of just got him because I knew he would get me some points, you know, maybe rushing and he'd be pretty solid, but they were expected to run like crazy. And so I wasn't expected to really him do what he's doing right now. And then uh, Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans was what my second pick. So I needed him to be huge and he wasn't big at first. And so I actually, I was really close. I was like one week off of possibly like trading him away. And those two guys have been my top guys. And so it's like that, that would have been one of those things. Now I've had other things go wrong, obviously, but that one would have been, that would have been decimating if I would have taken that away. Greg, you had a huge win in week nine against uh, IDP still suck. I think you won by like 58 points. Uh, So you had the huge weeks from Russell Wilson and Mike Evans, but you had four players in your starting lineup that had eight points or fewer (laughs) 
and you had the second highest point total behind Zach. So how how, uh, how amazed were you at, at pulling off such a huge win against IDPs? And where does it rank? Like beating IDPs, where does it rank against beating somebody like Zach or some of these other teams in our league? You, you know, I think – I feel like they're one of those teams – well, Zach and Brian for sure – I should have looked I, – I meant to look this up. I think I've literally beat them since I've been doing fantasy, which is – I don't even remember when I started. I'm pretty sure I've only beat them, like, twice, maybe. It's all – I always lose them. So, it's always the thing. But uh, IDPs, I feel like I'm similar to them. I don't think I beat them very often. So, um, but this was one of those – I think this was just one of those big fluke things because they, you know, having the weeks that Mike Evans and Russell Wilson did, my, my running backs are just – they're, I, I'm just going to say they're pretty much trash. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's one of those things where I'm just getting – and my tight ends also have been just hit or miss. I've been waiting and waiting, waiting and waiting for Chris Herndon to show up. Mm. He just never is there. And so I'm just I'm, – I'm having to use, like, Dawson Knox. Like, come on. Like, that's not even – it's not even worthy. But then I, I did use Chris Herndon's uh, – uh, the second tight end there. Um, Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin, yeah. And uh, he actually did a lot better than I thought. So that was, that was one of those things. But it's, it's, my team is pretty much you have to beat Russell Wilson, Mike Evans, and then my IDPs. That's pretty much what I've got right now. Greg, you mentioned your, your, how you feel about your running backs being trash, you called it. So speaking of running backs, and you talked about possibly trading earlier Mike Evans, you did make a trade uh, in the running back position earlier. You trade away James Conner for on Johnson in week three, and then on's placed on IR in week eight. Obviously, you can't forecast that sort of thing, or you would have never make the trade, obviously. But when that injury happened, though, in week eight, did you think your season was over? Mm. I, I didn't realize how bad it was, I guess, at first. So I didn't, I mean, I didn't really think anything of it, but I kind of, it was kind of one of those, yeah, that seems about right type things. Um, yeah. And uh, he, uh, and, you know, just Merry Christmas to everybody on that one. Cause to, uh, I guess Zach, you guys didn't keep him, James Conner. That was, I, could, I don't remember who you traded him to. That was the but, parlay. Yeah. yeah. That, and obviously you can go, you can literally go to James Conner's uh, stats and look at the, points and then you can see the point where I trade him you can literally see that because <laughs> it jumps up in so much like it's ridiculous how much it jumps up so but yeah that um that one was a big hit for me because I, I was kind of scarce at running back already and so you know I made a desperation uh attempt to hopefully get somebody that would back that was going to be kind of like a a full backup but it ended up not doing that so that the uh, Ty Johnson thing was a real real nice pickup for me too so yeah and talking about speaking of Ty Johnson so you signed Ty Johnson for $50 in week eight it was the second most expensive fab signing in the history of CMB Zach and I talked about so I I guess and I'm not just piling on I'm just I I get you got to get the handcuff you got to get the backup so do you regret spending so much fab for Ty Johnson oh yeah oh yeah yeah, I mean, absolutely. But I, I don't know if I'm going to use, uh, you know, I may not even use the rest of my fab the rest of the year. So it may yeah. not be a big deal anyway. Right. But um, uh, it was definitely one of those just, that was, you could see that that was like a last ditch, just desperation. I got to get somebody in uh, and hopefully he's going to get a big workload, but I mean, it just didn't pan out like, like I was hoping it would. So it is what it is. 
All right, well, let's stop being so negative about Gregco and talk about some of the good things. So one of the best pickups all season, we've talked about it. We talked about it with Jake when he came on and did his midseason review was Terry McLaurin, the Washington Redskins receiver. I know he's had a few low weeks here recently, but the guy, after you picked him up, 23, 17, 19, 26, how, uh, how, how great of a pickup was that for you having, having uh, McLaurin in your lineup all those weeks? Yeah, man, scary Terry, I tell you. He was <laughs> – he was – I, I – I saw that he was just, you know, he was doing well. And I was like, I'll just pick him to be a backup. I really wasn't expecting to start him. I was just going to have a solid backup sitting in the lineup. And he just, he just kept going and kept doing it. And I was like, all right, I don't know how you're doing this in Redskins uh, offense, but okay. And so I just kept it going. Um, and he's been, he's been just awesome to have right next to Mike Evans there. So I feel like I had a really strong wide receiver core and it's kind of, they've kind of, um, well, I've lost two of them to concussions here the last uh, couple weeks, but um, they've kind of not not as hot as they were. Like Larry Fitzgerald hadn't been he hadn't been doing much at all, um, but uh, hopefully Terry will still you know keep it going here later on. But we'll see how the Redskins keep keep moving with like Dwayne Haskins and all that going on. I'm glad you mentioned Larry Fitzgerald because everyone knows that's your boy. Like, if there's any player to manager pairing that goes better in this league than anyone, it's, it's Greg Coe and Larry Fitzgerald. He came out hot. He had 25, 15, and 14 point weeks. And I mean, the, the Cardinals' offense has not been that great over the past couple of weeks. But do you kind of feel like this is Fitzgerald's swan song? Like, maybe this is his last ride? I don't know. It, it's kind of sad if it is because I don't. I don't want want him to have to end up like that. I mean, we are we are really close. I text him usually every day, <laughs> um, just to let him know what's going on. But he, uh, I don't know. He, he's 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 getting to that age, you know, where it's just not going to be. He's not going to be getting any better. But he's still solid. Like he could. He's a great slot receiver, and it's like you just got to get him the ball, and he's just not getting any targets. So. You know, if they could up that up, I don't, then it would be he would be fine. But I don't know if they're they don't seem to be going in that direction here lately. Greg, earlier today, Wednesday, Rams head coach Sean McVay ruled out Brandon Cooks for LA's uh, Week Ten matchup with the Steelers. It's his yeah. fifth concussion since his concussion in Super Bowl Fifty Two when he was a member of the Patriots. So, I mean, I'm not going to make any jokes. Concussion's obviously a serious thing, but is it safe to assume Brandon Cook's probably a prime candidate for your no-thanks list for the future? He he may be. He hasn't been, you know – I mean, he was my second receiver taken, and he hasn't really um, been that great. He's really hit or miss. So, he's definitely on there. I mean, shoot, with that many concussions, I mean, now – I'd be surprised if he came back this year, um, let alone, you know, further years after this. I don't know how, how bad it is really, but um, I had him and then Sterling Shepard also got a concussion. He's like seeing, I don't know if they said the same specialist or a specialist like what Brandon Cook saw too. So it's like, you know, everybody's getting concussions here. I feel like, I feel like there's more concussions now than there were like, last year, year before, and it's just – and they're supposed to be getting safer. So I'm a little confused by that. But. It's probably that specialist. You said it's the same specialist. That's the common thread there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Greg, this matchup this week, though, in week 10 uh, with Jordan Iwan is – and Jordan is in 10th place. So he's inching, trying to get his way into the playoffs. Might be the first time for Jordan in a long time. What do you have to do this week? Like, what do you need in your lineup to prevent him from making his way into the playoff race? Like, well, what do you feel like you need ahead of week 10? 
this this one I'll probably need I'll probably need a miracle again from Russ and and Mike Evans because my I mean I'm having to start Ty Johnson pretty much which is already probably not good uh, got a lot of guys on by so it's it's uh it's not looking too great the ne- I think next week's pretty similar I think Russ Wilson's out next week um, on a buy so um, I need some I need some kind of a miracles in the offensive area. I think my IDPs are fine. They've, they usually stay pretty consistent, but um, yeah, the, the, from the running back tight end and, and some of the receiver piece is going to be, I'm going to need that bad. Zach, what questions do you have for your best man here, Greg Lucius? <sighs> well, Greg, <laughs> who you need to trade? You need a running back, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Yep. You got plenty of like you could give me one. No further question. No yeah. Further question. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. All right, hey Greg. Again, like I have to pick you. I'm a man of my word, so I'll be picking Greg Co this week. Even though I think you kind of talked me out of it just now, but I got to pick you. Um, <laughs> so best of luck against Jordan Iwanis, and we're all rooting for you. I'll, I'll do this one for you, Jordan. All right, thanks, Greg. All right, Zach. After talking with Greg Lucius. Where do you uh, where do you lie this week? I mean, I, I pretty much have to pick Greg based on what I said last week on the podcast. So I'm going with Greg, but I want to hear your take. I uh, I feel like Greg talked me out of him picking himself or picking him, and I'm going with uh, Isaiah forty thirty one, Russell Wilson going up against the San Francisco defense. And I you know during the whole interview, I'm just sitting there, uh, kind of clicking through some of his players and. Um, just kind of having a rough patch right now. So I'm going to go with Isaiah 4031. Yeah, we talked earlier about Jordan Iwanis and spending $25 in the Kansas City DST. So, you know, I think he thinks that the, the Titans offense is not going to do much. Uh, that's why he would spend so much money on Kansas City's DST. But then again, he's starting Ryan Tannehill. Well, yeah. So I don't know. They kind of conflict there. So I don't know. I'm talking myself into Greg Co. But wow. like I said, I'm, I'm picking Greg. So yeah. All right. Um, this is this could be a good matchup. I mean, like I said to Greg earlier, you know, Jordan needs a couple of wins here at the very end, and he might find himself in the playoffs. I'm not saying Greg's safe, but at six and three, it's going to take a lot for Greg to to find himself out of the race. So uh, I, I would say Greg's sitting pretty, but he he needs to win every week he can. Oh, definitely. Yep. All right. That was our call of the week. We just got through all the matchups here, guys. Week ten preview. Really looking forward to this week. The playoff race is finally shaping up, and there's some teams at the top. No one's officially clinched, like we said, but uh, there are some teams that after a win this week could find their uh, asterisk next to their name in CMB as punching their ticket into the playoffs. Best of luck to everyone in Week 10. Zach, I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 